Welcome to the Writer's Block. I'm your host, Jennifer Harris, indie author and blogger based here in St. Louis, Missouri. Here on the Writer's Block, we talk shop, have genre discussions, talk about writing strategies with the goal to encourage and uplift. The goal is always to keep you writing. The Writer's Block serves as a platform for indie authors and St. Louis local writers to keep you hip to what they're up to. Grab your pen and paper. We're about to circle the block. Hello, 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 dear ones. <clears throat> it's Jen Harris fighting a, fighting the redness of a sinus infection <clears throat> to bring you this week's episode of the Writer's Block. The one thing I want to talk to you all about this week is uh, kind of a continuation from last week. I know last time we talked about writing tools and some unconventional tools therein. But this week, I want to talk to you about something that kind of came across my desk maybe like a week, two weeks ago. Now, now I'm of a generation where, excuse me, where in order to get your library card, you had to at least write your name, right? <clears throat> I got my first library card when I was five years old. I remember it was this big rec- um, yellow rectangle, like that school bus yellow and you had to write your name on it, and then your parent had to sign it, then they cut the small part off, which about the size of a debit card, and then they put it in the lamination machine, and then it was yours, right? It was this big production, and you couldn't get your library card unless you could write your name. Now, fortunately for me, my first name has eight letters, my last name at that time had four, so I was pretty okay. But the one thing that my parents wanted to make sure I could do was read by the time I got to kindergarten. So in that, <clears throat> I was reading by age four. Now, I don't say that to brag. I don't say that to, you know, champion um, or soup up my parents. But, you know, shameless plug, you know, every parent needs to soup up their child, especially in matters of reading. The one thing that struck me about that is there was actually, I think it was DeRay McKisson who actually put this on his personal Twitter a year and some ago about what generation reader you were and the generation reader that I am is actually a second or third generation reader what does that mean that means I am the third generation of my family that is literate now that in itself is humbling from what I know my grandmother my maternal grandmother had like an eighth or ninth grade education um, and then my uh, paternal parent, grandparents, my grandfather was maybe functionally illiterate. I think he knew maybe how to write his name. And my paternal grandmother had like a third grade education. But the fact that I was able to read at age four and going to school able to read is monumental. But this week, I want to talk to y'all about this concept, this platform as it were of booktubers now this thing this idea kind of struck me right because I I didn't know I I pretty much uh thought I had my hand or my finger on the pulse of everything kind of going on as far as create as far as writing and creativity and platforms and even now there's um things going on that actually put me on YouTube right 
But the one thing that I did not know and was not aware of was this concept of booktubers, which are basically people who do who basically turn on their cameras and talk about books and reading and reading and authors and who you should read next. As an independent writer, you can't help but respect the hustle of that. Especially if there are booktubers whom you know and who you can get your book in front of and who can and who could possibly review it and tell the world about it. But the one thing that struck me and this was actually an article from Huffington from uh Huffington Post that was uh, posted, published, put up on June the 27th. So not even a month ago. And in this, in this article, the writer for Huff, the writer for Huff Post, Ju, I think I'm saying her, saying her name correctly, um, Jolie A. Doggett talks about the black YouTubers. Now, those of you who listen to my podcast know that I am unapologetically black. You know that I love making space for us as a people, us as a community, especially especially as communities of color who are writing and hustling and, as I love to say, doing these words. The one thing that struck me in this article was that, one, I didn't even hear about booktubers until I had really begun to lean into, lean into podcasting and had joined other writing groups on Facebook. The thing that struck me so much about that is, one, I felt like I had just missed out on so much. Why do I say that? Because there are people who literally do what I love to do and people are watching, which is always awesome. And shameless plug for um, my fellow Big Black Chapters uh, member, Stella Williams. Y'all need to follow her on YouTube as well because she is a booktuber. I love Stella. And she's also an independent author. Shouts to Stella. But the one thing I wanted to come in about this concept of booktubing was there are so many booktubers of color who don't get any shine at all. And the one thing that struck me as I was reading this article and kind of mulling over why it is I had never even heard of this concept. It hurt me that I had never heard of this concept. And one of the authors, I'm sorry, not authors, one of the booktubers who I'm going to quote right now says something so dynamic that it had to be repeated. Her name is India Hill Brown. India, just like the country, hill, just like a small mountain, and brown like the color. She says, reading is the blackest thing I can do. My ancestors fought for the right for me to know how to read. If my channel isn't growing because of my diversity, I don't think that's right. And I completely agree with India. Her channel on YouTube, if you choose to follow her, is called Books and Big Hair. And right now, the stats that I have for her is, or are, she's been on YouTube since 2014, and she has 6,700 subscribers. Now... In this article from HuffPost, that's admirable, but but at the same time, um, she actually, the uh, author of this article mentioned that there are booktubers on YouTube who have better than 250,000 subscribers. So a quarter million people are watching a particular person talk about books and books and whatever and the like. 
you can't help but think on think on some end or some level the shade of it all. Now, what do I what do I mean by that? I mean that there are people who you could literally get your book in front of whom unless you knew who they were, you wouldn't know who they were. And another booktuber that is mentioned that is mentioned in this article is and I thought her quote was dope as well, is Christina Marie. Her book, her booktube channel, aka YouTube channel, is also Christina Marie. And her quote was from this again, this is from HuffPost. I don't care about the booktube formula. My goal is to be a representation for somebody else. This is one of the reasons why the writer's block exists. Now, I know you're thinking somewhere in the back of your mind, well, Jen, you know. I'm a I'm a writer, you know, that's kind of not what I really do. You know, I do the books, you know, I do my tours and I, you know, I, I hustle for I hustle for space inside, you know, uh, locally owned bookstores and libraries and things like that. But the one thing that I want you to know is as an indie author, you need to exercise all resources at, at your disposal. As an independent author of color, you need to exercise all resources at your ready and that sometimes you need to that you need to finesse now with that being done and said the concept of book tubing is dope but the one thing that uh, struck me also in this article is the fact that <clears throat> there was this session with booktubers who were talking to Michelle Obama about her now phenomenal meteoric book Becoming. I recommend Becoming. I'm a fan of the I, I'm a fan of our Forever Floatus. Some people can't get into the book. Some people didn't like her voice on Audible. I personally loved the book. I loved the book. I learned so much more about Michelle than I ever than I ever ever thought. And I'm grateful and I'm grateful that she actually thought enough about the people coming behind her to write this book. However, but the thing that struck me in this, in this, uh, again, this HuffPost interview was while Michelle Obama is talking to all these other booktubers, most of them were white. There were no black booktubers in the room. There were black women in the room, but there were no black booktubers in the room. Let me bust out a myth uh, here as well. Black people read. I know y'all heard the joke that I won't even put here because it's, it's dirty, it's ugly, and it's disrespectful. But y'all know the joke. So the one thing is <clears throat> that I must admonish you all to remember that black folks read. Some of the best book recommendations I've ever gotten were from black women. There are black women who do book, that who, who do book clubs and book reviews and clearly, do, clearly review books on YouTube. They cannot be marginalized just because of their color. What the writing community also needs to begin to do is incorporate booktubers and those people of that ilk as part of their as part of their reference their little reference box or their or their writer toolkits. And the one thing that I will admonish uh, people who are book who are booktubing now is one keep going. We see you. We see you, we follow, and we want to support. Let us know how we can support. And also to, you know, to further uh, blow this open, we know that most people on YouTube 
when you get to a certain level of followers or views, you get sponsors. And we know sponsors do what? They pay you. And the more attention you have, the more traffic you have, the more viewership, the, the higher your viewership, of course you're going to have authors that reach out to you and say, hey, do you want an ARC? For those of you in the know, an ARC is an advanced reader copy. You're going to have people who reach out to you and just and throw you and throw you books, so you don't have to have to uh, worry about picking up the newest, latest, greatest because somebody's going to give it to you. The one thing that had me so again that had me so impassioned while reading this is one, me as a black writer, or flip it again, a writer who is black. I didn't know this concept even existed up until a few months ago. Like I said, this this article came came across my timeline and um, my personal timeline not even a month ago. And I had stewed on whether or not I was even going to speak about it. But in, but in speaking about it, I realized that, again, booktubers are a resource for writers. They're a resource and they need to be visible and utilized at all costs. It is phenomenal to know that there are black women out here and black men too, who are impassioned about reading and who want you to know, look, this YA was really good. You need to read this. This, this book was really good. You got to get this. That's how you get readership up. It's not just this, mag- this magical formula, as it were, where everybody that, that submits a book or writes a book or gets a book published is going to automatically become a New York Times bestseller list. <clears throat> a good girlfriend of mine whose degree is actually in composition rhetoric, <clears throat> excuse me, she told me that a successful, a successful book is, sells about 2,000 copies. That's admirable. But she said a successful paperback book sells about 2,000 copies. That means, so that means 2,000 people have bought your book. Or at least some myriad of, of 2,000, however you want to break that up, have bought your book or thought it was dope and told somebody else about it. The one thing that I'm going to continue to say is, again, as, as a writer, you need to use all resources at your ready and if you are a writer of color do look into contacting book people on booktube even in the article it says you may have to dig to find them i just i gave you two but they are out there excuse me black people black people are reading and reading more than just eric jerome dickey and reading more than just tony morrison and reading more more than just roxanne gay there are there's a vast array of black writers who, whom to need shine. But the disconnect is, from what I've seen <clears throat> and from my vantage point, is you have those who have the books, who have written them, who have sweat over them, who have done the edits, who have you know cried over, cried from uh, lack, this crippling self-doubt to get this out, if, if it's done by Lulu or Amazon or Ingram, wherever, or even a small inter, in, independent press who don't necessarily have people who will look at them, who won't even consider 
reading the book. You got to understand as a writer how devastating that is, but I could only begin to understand how devastating it could be as a black booktuber and wanting this kind of exposure, wanting the visibility, wanting the respect as it were, and no one will even consider you. Like I said, right now, my, t- my TBR list, my to be read list is about 60 books. And I take pleasure in actually going through Amazon every so often and marking books on my wish list. I love when people recommend me books. I love that. I have a, I have a daughter who's a, who, is, <laughs> who is a voracious reader. She's always reading, which is amazing. But the one thing I want to continue to focus on and perhaps even harp on or even beat my, my wardrobe about is the fact that the, this platform exists. This platform exists. And in this platform existing, we have to be able to utilize that. You got to be able to utilize that. And you cannot be scared as a writer, especially as an independent author, to make your own space, to ask the unconventional questions, to reach out in unconventional ways. You know, if, you ha- if you're still selling books out of the trunk of your car, that's dope. I respect, your, I respect your hustle. Trust and believe. I'm still selling Ruby out of the trunk of, of, the trunk of my car. You know, the, it's real. I understand that. The one thing I want you to consider is maybe contact, your, maybe contact one of these people on YouTube. I think the, the, ship, the shipping rate to, to send a book is like $8, $9. But if you can get your book in front of this person who had even the following of 6,000 people, <clears throat> that means 6,000 people may, are going to hear about your book. You're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to have to be able to utilize all things at your disposal. You're going to have to utilize all things at your disposal. And in being the... Um, community-oriented person that I am, I want to put out a clarion call to all booktubers who are going to hear, who are going to, who are going to hear this show. The Writer's Block wants to hear from you. I want to connect. I want to be able to interview you. I want to be able to get you some shine. And I also want to know what's on your TBR list. I want to be able to give booktubers a platform for lack of a better word to give them space to let them shine to let them to let them let us know that they are visible how else are we gonna win if we don't open the door for somebody else how else are we gonna win unless we do things that are unorthodox things that are unprecedented as it were how else are we gonna win if we don't try. Nikki Giovanni said that you're a writer because you keep, you, you keep writing. And Nikki Giovanni also said she knew, when she, she knew she had a good book when people were stealing it out of the bookstore. <clears throat> Just imagine what networks you can create, what connections you can create if you actually reached out to somebody who looks like you, who is just as hungry to read as you were 
perhaps that first time you signed up for your very own library card. I'll see y'all next week. The time has come again for me to leave you with your words, drafts, and thoughts. Be encouraged and keep writing. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC for all audio engineering and its production for this podcast. If you are a blogger, indie author, host a platform that supports indie authors, or have a project or book that you'd like to promote, reach out to us. Send us an email at circlethewritersblock, all one word, at gmail.com. Remember, if you can think it up, you can write it down. See y'all next time when we circle the block.